This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. That time, once again, for the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. The band is back together tonight as we get ready for our year-end show. I have, we have found, he escaped the man, he escaped whatever hole he was hiding in. We have, welcome back to Conspiracy Chris. My dog nearly died two weeks ago. Like, you guys make jokes about, like, where was I, but, like, we were literally having to hand feed, like, like shoot liquid food down the dog's mouth to get him to eat because he wouldn't eat. And then he was in the hospital and stuff. Like, there was a uh, serious stuff. It wasn't like I was just screwing around. Well, I didn't we want did. to make everybody sad by saying that on the air, so we came up with a joke instead. All right. Nobody likes sad, sick dogs. No, but but Chris out fighting the man and hunting conspiracies against Arsenal. That's plausible. Kicking too. asses so and taking really, names. There you go. And if you and we have the usual the other usual cast of characters. We have Hat Guy Pat tonight. I'm guessing not wearing a hat though. I'm not. You know what? I do have a hat guy story to share though. All right, let's well, let's lead off with the hat guy story. A uh, friend of the show, Alex, has a petition. Uh, to end the crappy fire badge and go back to the old fire badge. That's getting I do really out. like that he's done that. It is pretty funny. I, I did read it today. I haven't, and as I haven't I signed out, it. But. Uh, it got so widely spread around that my own wife sent it to me after it was sent around her newsroom, not knowing it was from our friend Alex. But um, when I signed the petition, I decided to sign it as Hat Guy. First name Hat, <laughs> last name Guy. So now I get all these emails from change.org saying, dear hat. (laughs) And I'm like, you have to read them in Mr. Garrison's voice then. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I am hat. Hear me. You're hat. Okay. (laughs) And speaking of Alex and the powers of Gryffindor or Hufflepuff or whatever house we decide Alex is in. Alex was apparently struck again. If we, if I saw it right that Chelsea's transfer window is going to be prosperous once again. Yeah, yeah they're going to get Jadon Sancho. Now, I was there the day he took that picture. It was the same day that that uh, Dortmund was in Chicago and uh, Pulisic rolled through. I don't remember him getting a photo with uh, Sancho, but he did that day. So it is a little bit old of a photo, but I do think that since it's been republished that it still will work. And, you know... He put it out, I think, the same day that Chelsea's uh, transfer ban was lifted. So, um, yeah, I think Wait, Sancho, he, Sancho, that, that Chelsea's... same day at the airport, he got a picture with Sancho too. Yes. Was, oh, but, Sancho, but Sancho, but Sancho wasn't a known quantity. He wasn't a known quantity then, though, was he? That's true. Much, that's no, true. That it wouldn't much. have been a big. It wouldn't have been as big of a deal to uh, to get a photo with him. But but we can confirm Alex has struck again. He has reposted. A picture of himself with Sancho, Sancho. So Sancho will be going to Chelsea over the over the transfer. Yeah, the I mean, it, to recap, he met Pulisic, and then Pulisic signed for Chelsea. He had a shoe thrown at him by Sam Kerr at the uh, last home Red Stars game. She immediately immediately signed for Chelsea at the uh, end of the Red Stars season. 
so now Jaden Sancho to Chelsea is confirmed through this. Um, I think it's a conspiracy, honestly. I don't know what else you would call it. Um, I think David I, Luiz to Arsenal was part of the conspiracy somehow. I can't figure it out yet, but um, I think I, so. I, you know, I'm going. I'm going with the theory that Alex has Harry Harry Potter type magic. So I, I we've got to assign him a house and all that stuff. So for now, we're just gonna say he's a part of. Is he part of Slytherin because he's screwing over Arsenal, or do we just leave him with Gryffindor for now? I haven't the slightest idea what you're saying. I I only know Slytherin, so we're gonna say Slytherin. Slytherin's the is yeah. I know they're the, the evil ones. So. I, 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 exactly. The others, I... Well, the others are so irrelevant. You really don't know what they are. So I only know about Hogwarts. What's that? That's the school. And okay. then there's four there's four teams within the school. Slytherin's the bad guy. That's what you so. got after uh, your foray into uh, animal husbandry. So what? so Pat, you're Chris. Wow, maybe. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we're going to move on to U.S. Fan TV. Chris, is it officially we're going to call it dead now? I saw a tw- I saw you tweet about that today. <laughs> I. I... I, I I don't know. I don't want to say it's dead because I'd still like to think there's a chance. Here's I the thing. Know. We could pay for it. We, we could, could get we could. software uh, at a monthly subscription fee that would allow us to do the show. I just don't feel like... We court. didn't make enough money off it, and now right. there's no good news to talk about. Like Part of it is, and this this is the worst part, is I don't know which one I... No, I know which one I hate more. But um, I I hate the U.S. and Arsenal so deep, or I hate myself for them, I don't know, right now, uh, so deeply that it's like, how much more do I want to subject myself to this misery? I think that it is entirely possible that when the next qualifying cycle starts, we may either spring forward ourselves or throw out like a Patreon or something and bring the show back. And if we do that, if I'm actually paying for it, it I would make it look really good. I, get, I would, I would, you know, other than the, the you know, the, the Google Hangouts thing was fun and easy, but it kind of looked like crap. If we're paying for it, it, did, it, yeah. it look good. So I don't think it's dead, but if we do bring it back, it will be out of YouTube's control mostly, except that it will be on YouTube. And maybe Iron it won't fist. be. Maybe it will be on Facebook or something else. I don't know. I don't really want to be on Facebook, but um, I don't think it's dead. It's on hiatus right now. It, it yeah. is. It's more Since suspended than animation pod. Speaking it's, of, and I'm going to go ahead and hijack this right now, TJ. Uh, it's Ted Williams' head. It is. <laughs> it is. It's on ice. I'll tell you what's not on ice, folks. These flaming hot shirts that just dropped today. Boom. Minivan Dad shirts. You can own one. You have a 14-day, a two-week, a fortnight window to purchase a Minivan Dad Soccer Pod shirt. Uh, TJ tweeted the link. It's on Bonfire, the same people that made the U.S. Fan TV shirts. Uh, there is no minimum order. So when only one of you orders, you'll get the shirt. And uh, they're at the low, low price of $19. So you can't go wrong. Five different colors. Ring spun cotton. How can you go wrong? I do love ring spun. It's, you it know, is the best of the cottons. They won't be there in time for Christmas, but if you're looking for like a Martin Luther King Jr. Day gift for somebody, or maybe a President's Day gift, how about a, how about a back to how about a back to school second semester when college a classes back restart? School second semester, a 2020 new decade gift. If there you, you are also taking a D license course in uh, 
January and you want to rock a beautiful minivan dad soccer pod shirt, you can do that for the low, low price of $19. <laughs> and thank you for that advertisement there, Pat. Um, and, th- and thanks for actually taking the, you, you mouthed off out of it a couple of shows ago and, and here we are, we actually went ahead and did it. We finally got everything back. Um, and I also want to, at this point, seeing we're talking about the logo on a t-shirt. I do want to say thank you to my sister-in-law, Mary Claire, and who designed the, the minivan dad soccer pod logo. And then she freshened it up for the holiday season. I, I'm sorry. Got, her name's Mary Claire. Mary Claire. You have got some Catholics running through your family. Don't you? <laughs> like seriously. Mary, Claire, is Mary the, Grace. <laughs> we do. And um, did the Pope have a hand in this? Uh, he likes, the Latin. he likes the Latin on the logo, I bet. Well, I mean, my sister-in-law did go to St. Louis University, so, you know, there is there is that. So, yeah, she's very, very Catholic. And um, a logo that good, it's got to have some some the hand of God in it. There's, there's just nothing. It is the best logo of all podcasts. Let's call it for what it is right now. And so let's leave it at that. Everybody should be getting a T-shirt at $19. Lord knows I'll have at least one. And so um, we'll, how can you go wrong? So yeah, I don't think you can. I mean, it's uh, you really you can go wrong by not buying one. I would say that you're supporting the pod, but really we took basically all the profit out of it. So you are supporting the pod <laughs> by advertising for the pod on your chest. And and that's and that's fair enough for me. I you know what? That's that's an excellent way. So yep. And I'm sure we'll have them in time to go up to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Pat. So. We are going to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, to take the D license course. It's going to be good. We'll probably do a podcast on it. We might probably do one when we're up there. I think that'd be funny as hell. You could. I think you should. All right. So let's move on to, you know, do we want to start with just, do we want to make this a 2019? You know what? Let me let me stop. I do How want to talk you about. Decide what we're going to talk about, and then we'll talk about that. Okay, because you actually ha- actually have no idea what I want to talk about tonight because you weren't paying attention when we were talking about a pre-show. So I do want to start with the end of the Juventus game today. A pitch invader came out on the uh, came out after the game. Yeah. And he tried to take a selfie with one Cristiano Rapey Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. And Rapey Ronaldo was not comfortable with a fan coming up and grabbing him from behind. Now, to me. This is Chris. I, to me, this is nothing more than Ronaldo finding out what it's like to be touched without consent. And there was nothing better than reading some of the Twitter responses of Ronaldo, rapey Ronaldo, being violated and not happy about it. So, fair. I mean, pitch invader. I mean, what? Uh, I guess let's start with what's your guys' take on these pitch invaders that keep coming out just trying to get selfies? Is it good thing, a bad thing? And Seeing Ronaldo being uncomfortable, being touched un- against his will, is that is, is that kind of just poetic justice? No, it still made me uncomfortable. And I, I like I was watching it. And I'm like, God, don't do that. Like the the people, the pitch invaders who are running out to try to get a selfie, uh, I don't like it. It's weird. It sucks. It's dangerous. It makes me think of Monica Sellas to throw out like a 30 year old reference. She got was a tennis player who was stabbed by a fan True. during a match, and. Uh, it bothers me when I see this, even if it's a, a guy I don't really like in Ronaldo. But uh, I will say that drunk people running on the field, I still greatly enjoy. Well, because, uh, the, because the, drunk, <laughs> the, drunk, the drunk people who invade the field, they usually get their asses kicked. And that, there's that something very funny like. about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I enjoy the, like, I, I, I was right up on a, a, a Bridgeview 
probably I don't know if it was a Bridgeview cop or whatever, but he was he was Monterey security, which is not the most. Um, <laughs> fit. How shall I put this? Um, Legal, intelligent, uh, fit. <laughs> Lots of different ways to, to put it. Um, one of their fine officers, and they do have some cool officers too, but one of their guys basically just obliterated some 17-year-old kid at a fire <laughs> game ran on the field, like blew him up and then slammed his head against the concrete wall. So I decided to start rolling um, just to see if we had a beatdown situation going on. It's the news guy in me. I just have to still still be rolling. But, um, but yeah, it, it was, you know, I, I you don't really want to see a... a kid who's probably a minor getting his head smashed into a concrete wall by a cop but just i mean if i'm speaking generally and not in that specific case yes i like it when uh they get blown up by the security guards for running on the field i think it's fun um but no we don't really need more of that and definitely don't run up to the players and then the super 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 famous guys don't go near them it's just because i I assume you're going to murder them it's going to happen you know it's going to happen so True enough. And Chris, what do you think? I mean, like I said, it, to me, I had no problem with it, only in the sense of it was Ronaldo. It was Ronaldo. Just, because it was Ronaldo and he deserves pretty much, if he's going to get, if someone's going to get violated, I'm okay with it being Ronaldo he was, right now. He wasn't mad being touched. He was only mad that he wasn't posed properly for the photo the guy tried to take. He wasn't quit. wearing any specific CR7 branded gear. Can you quit? Before. Can you quit ruining my buzz? I just like the fact I was going under more into the just that he didn't like being touched. I I I, I, I quit ruining it for me, Pat. I, honestly, like wh- what I don't understand is he's usually pretty cool about it. I know he didn't like. Like I, I don't think he's as cool as Messi is about like when people just run out on the field. But they're both pretty good about like, hey, yeah, I'll give you a pat on the back, I'll give you a hug, and let you go off and be arrested. Like I, I've always they're... been kind of shocked that for. For probably two of the most high, like highest profile people in the world. I mean, they, the two of them have to be probably in the top five of oh, like certainly. highest profile people. Yeah. Period. Anywhere in the world, it's like Trump and the Pope and those two, and maybe and, LeBron James. Like it. it I, I, uh, Pat, you missed, one, like you missed a, one. One Eldrick Woods. Really, still. I yeah, still, I think still. Woods at this point. I, I was trying to think of like a movie star that that gets that, or or even a singer right now. And I don't think there's anybody who's on par with like the two of them, basically. You know? No. It, um, uh, Lady rock. Gaga for some people, but like worldwide, I I, I don't know. And that that there is cool about people like kind of bum rushing them in a sense. You know, like. I just sneak up behind and they boom, are, oh, there I am, and I'm not supposed to be here, and it's totally illegal, and I'm going to get arrested. And they they're, sort of they're like, just, they're kind of cool George about Jude. it. Well, I don't know that they're cool with it, but they know that well, the cameras they, are always on them. So I, I guess, but like you think about it, who's to say they couldn't have, you know, somebody couldn't have run up with a knife or something, you know, exactly. or like That's last why I, Boy Scouted it. And, and they're always like, they're kind of like, hey, yeah, and they like, like, they usually give him a hug. They pat him on the back. They like do something, and then just like last Boy Scout it. <laughs> he did. It's a good and reference. It, it's a great reference, and it shows how old. I we figured all it would get so, you guys to laugh, but um, so so Alex, Google the last Boy Scout movie. <laughs> you will, and then you will understand what Chris is talking my, about. My point is just like for for something that this isn't what they're prepared to handle. And and there's no saying this person couldn't do something terrible to them. And they're just kind of like, hey, yeah, no, I'm going to give you your moment to celebrate. And then I'm going to, like, 
politely kind of shuffle you off to the authorities who will take care of this. It, it's, it's an incredibly well-handled moment by both of them in general. So when I, when I see them not do it, and I, and I don't think I've ever seen Messi do it, but to, to see Ronaldo do it, it's, it's odd in a sense. Like it stands out because it's not as cool and calm and collected as they normally are. He normally is. There is a uh, really good YouTube video uh, of Ronaldo sitting in a coffee shop. <laughs> he just sits down. It's in Madrid. And they just shoot video of the number of people that immediately come up to him and start taking photos with him. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, and I, I, I don't know what it would be. There's a point where I feel like you cross the line where the, the, the fame and the success I, like insulates you so much that you're like not a normal person. I, those two live in probably what's a really bizarre bubble. It would, it would be yeah. hard to be a normal person. And, well, I, 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 and, I, and I, I think, and, go ahead, Chris, we'll let I you think go I, ahead. I think I've told Pat, I don't know if I've told you TJ and, and I don't think I've, I've shared this story like on us fan TV or anything even, but um, <clears throat> when I met Kaka back when he was playing for Orlando, um, it was through a connection my, my, from, from my old boss. And his wife was Brazilian, and her family had moved to Orlando, too. And um, her dad saw Kaka at the post office, but was too like afraid to go talk to him. <laughs> Wait. Like, ran into him at the post office. They were both in oh. the post office at the same time. And he didn't have the guts to go say, I love you, like, as a Brazilian, I'm so proud of you, whatever. He was like in shock, but he was too shy to go say anything. So he was like jealous and in awe of us that we got to meet Kaka and take pictures with him and got stuff signed by him and things. Now, I, you know, had, I wonder, now, like, had he... in, in Madrid, what must it be like if you saw Ronaldo walking around, you know? I, I, it's a big city, so you have the chance to run into all kinds of different people. It's not like it's a small town. It's not even like it's one-on-one at the post office in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Madrid is a huge, you know, metropolis, world-class city. But at the same time, like, to see somebody like that, do you think, nah, that's not him? I, I, I remember running into Jordan when I was a kid in Chicago, not at a scheduled event. I met him at a scheduled event. I saw him in Chicago, and I, at a, like, unscheduled, there was a Ferrari, and oh, that's him. And it was, <laughs> it was a... Uh, it's there's like a point uh, and the only other time I can remember meeting somebody that famous was was President Bush where it's like you're almost like a cartoon character or something like looking at you like you're just like you're so famous that it's I'm uncomfortable being with you right now and I'm comfortable being with everybody like I, I, I don't get bothered by that but there's a point where a person crosses the like you're top 10 in the world famous you're it's it's weird they have a weird aura and i i the only two times i remember that were with with president bush and with michael jordan cuz the times i talked to barack obama he was a lowly state senator so and eventually a us senator but he was not a famous was person it, was he barack obama then or was he barry still uh he was uh barack okay he had moved on okay yeah i don't I think he was I, this was that was like his Harvard pot smoking days that he was Barry, right? 
I, yeah. It was be it was a little it was beyond that because I there are people that know so anyway. Um, all right, so now that we've had our moments of talking about people who are encounters with famous people, and I don't really have anything to add to that because I just really don't. Um, a couple of things I want to touch on before we get to the 2019 year interview, and um, or one other thing is so the Champions League finished up the the round the group stages today. And the final 16 of the Champions League, I don't. I, I think it's the first time it's ever happened, or it's the first time in a while. All hey, you didn't know that guy ain't shit. Sorry, ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Okay. What? What, what was that? What was the hat? It's Barack Obama wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when we go out to a party with some sisters, huh? What happens? I tell you what happens. Blam! They're honest like there's no tomorrow. High school chicks, university chicks, it don't matter. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> what, what, what the hell is that? There's this, If you Google Barack Obama swearing soundboard, <laughs> somebody Wait, there's, took... There's such a thing? <laughs> yeah, there is. And somebody took out of context, uh, he voiced his own, his first book, yeah. Dreams from my father or whatever it was. Yeah. Somebody took out of context quotes from that and put them on a soundboard after he became president. And it's amazing. Okay. So anyway, back on task. <laughs> now that we've had <laughs> swearing. The final 16 all are from the big five. Germany, Spain, I Italy, really France. I didn't realize this. Wow. Then, yep. I... It's the first time I, I can mean, remember that's happened. Does it make it usually, better? Yeah, there's usually. But is a anyone surprised? No, yeah. it's like the direction it's going. And like I said a few weeks ago on the pod, I, I think that because of racism and dysfunction in one country and success in another, I think the French league is kind of surpassing the uh, Italian league. So you've now got truly five big leagues. Um. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't surprise. It's, and it's me. not just it's not just PSG. It's it's PSG and Lyon. I think right. Are the two right. Other... So it's not. It's not just the. So and it's, it's not just Bayern either, right? It's it's Bayern and Dortmund and and uh, Leipzig. Leipzig. Do they all four make it. Right. All Is three it, made it. All three. three. Right. All four English teams made it. Correct. I don't think we'll see a final. You know, more of of. English teams in 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 the European competitions quite like we did last year, but well, would, yeah, there's at the at the same time, you, it really it comes down to draw and how and how that exactly. goes, it plays exactly. out. And I mean, if you got for example, if you had like say PSG and Bayern in the next round, you're taking away one of the one of the big hit or Bayern and Barcelona or Bayern and Madrid. You've now knocked out one of the ones that you would think theoretically would challenge the English teams. So. Um, there's a couple teams I'm really uh, curious about as to how they're going to do in the Champions League, and that is Man City and Bayern, because both of them they're not out of their domestic title races, but they're not where they normally are. And I think that both of them, I, I think, probably you, I, are prioritizing the Champions League this year. So I think you could safely argue Man City may be out of the Premier League. I, the yeah, Premier yeah. League may be over. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they're done for. Uh, Bayern, if you can't be if you can't beat Manchester United at home, true, 
You're done. Yeah. And, it and, seems and that like game was, and that game really was a, a two to one scoreline. Almost seemed unjust to Man United with the way they really. It was almost dirty the way Man U schooled City. You know, had City had City's number that entire game. But anyway, so. By the way, TJ, if you want to talk about uh, a team that can't beat teams it should beat, Chris and I could go on for oh, a while. Oh, God. Yeah. Really, we could go on about the U.S. Do we, we, could do go we on about Arsenal. I was going to say, do we, need to, I, do we want to turn this into an Arsenal? I'd rather not turn it into an Arsenal therapy session tonight. I'd like to avoid it. Maybe we'll go there, but I'm not there yet. We're on a, I mean, a one-game winning streak right now, so I'm... <laughs> yeah. it, when, we are when invincible the gag, when the gag, in our one. When the gag becomes, we're, we're staying up. We are staying up. And I, I think it was tongue-in-cheek. I'd like to hope it was tongue-in-cheek, but I think there was a whole lot of truth to it. Do you know what we do better than everybody besides hate ourselves, though? I will say, do you know where we're still the champions of Europe? In Prices? the embracing our past with awesome new apparel world. I I will say that that recreation of the bruised banana jersey is exceptional. I do hope they release more of them. Yeah, it is ridiculous out. that it's more expensive than 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 the actual than any of the actual uniforms this year. Actual jersey, shirt, kit, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's ridiculous that it's that's more expensive. That's it. I want one. We like uh, it's, yeah. It's if basically you guys are the price to go to get, get a real out. one. But yeah, I mean, if you're wondering what should I get Chris or Pat this holiday season, uh, if you want to get us either the, you know, the, the bruised banana uh, recreation that dropped today, or if you if you want to just really go for it and really make us happy, and get us the uh, get us an original, um, yeah, that would be a good thing. Well, that the original was JVC, wasn't it? Is that how far back oh, it goes? That's they, what they, they did. Kept JVC too. They did. And it, yeah. They they completely recreated it. The only difference is the uh, the trefoil and the old Arsenal logo are too kind of squeezed in on the new one. They're not as wide as they were on the old one if you compare them. But um, other than that, it looks amazing. And I, I think that people who have uh, the old one and spent crap loads of money to get it either at Classic Football Shirts or uh, on eBay or whatever. And by the way, Classic Football Shirts, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, we welcome your sponsorship. You know, I could oh, do totally. like 10% totally off, off with code HAT. Yeah. <laughs> you do something like that. We could work it out if you just want to get a hold of us. You know where to find us on Twitter. <laughs> and if you don't, it's at Minivan Dad Pod. So <laughs> that said, <laughs> Chris, you were starting on something down the road of Bayern. And then uh, well, I, I think I was going to say um, they're only what seven points, I think, out of they're seven. They're seven points back, but they're in seventh. Yeah, but like, okay, they're roughly two wins out of first. Yeah, place. they can so they're, still they're win two the wins out of second place or something else. You know, it, it's it's not much certainly at this point of the season. Um, it, I mean, hell, I think isn't isn't City nine back? Is that right? Um, I, I, I don't have the yeah. table in front of me, so so yes. I don't remember. I, I'm just thinking what, what it's got to be about. Um, so they're closer Eight. to first place than I think City is in second right now. I, and and maybe I'm wrong. I should, as I'm saying all this, I should I should look this up. Um, but, City, um, Chris, City is 14 points back right now. Whoa, Lester, is it really Lester, that far? 
They have they're sitting yeah. on thirty two points. Liverpool sitting on forty six. Leicester is sitting at thirty eight. And I will point out that Leicester wow. has more points Shit. at this point than they did in the year they won the title. Which just tells head me. of schedule. They're not winning the title this year. Liverpool's going to run away with it, I think. But um, yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> Liverpool is far enough ahead that it does make me wonder if they can't pull off at least a double because do, they have, may have, they have the cushion to relax their their push in the league and still focus on playing Champions League. You know, and it's one of those things we touched on at the beginning of the Premier League. We're, I think when we were doing our Premier League preview such that it was, we all agreed, I think, that Liverpool's push this year, because they won Europe last year, was going to be the Premier League. Right, because they've never won Europe, yeah. yeah. And it looks like they're going to accomplish that. But do you, do you let your foot off the gas when that's... I, I feel like that's the goal this year for Liverpool. And is Liverpool just really... I kind of feel like they're so much better than everyone else. They can take their foot off the gas... And they'll still be all right. Or if they start to struggle because of it, they'll just put their foot back on and, and take care do of they, it. Do they have the depth? That's my one question with Liverpool. I don't follow them close enough. I, I, we could reach out to probably the, what, the two red gringos and find out the answer on that one. But does Liverpool have the depth to do Their something? depth is done fine so far. They, like, are, they have perhaps the best left back in the world one of the best center backs in the world and for most people's money the best right back in the world if you're not going with joshua kimmich so like they they've got sadio mane and and muhammad salah and firmino and and i i you fucking teenage mutant ninja turtle that used to play for us <laughs> and, and it, it like you look at what they have and it's and they have the best coach in the world. So I, I and, and I guess I'll, I'm going to cut you off. Does, is there any doubt about that anymore? I mean, we were all fans no. of Jurgen Klopp no. for prior to that. Is there ever is there any doubt or shred of that anymore? I mean, you could make a case for Pep with what he's done, but the difference between the two is that Klopp won the league and nearly won the Champions League at Dortmund, whereas Pep won the league at at Bayern. Klopp did it at Liverpool, whereas Pep did it at a super club now at, at City. Uh, or Klopp's going to do it. Like Klopp has done more with less than Pep, and I still think Pep is brilliant, um, and I really admire him. But as far as I think Jurgen, I think Jurgen Klopp's the best coach of any kind in any sport that I am aware of. I, there might be some mastermind in cricket I'm not sure about, or Aussie rules or something. But for I me, I was going to say. Klopp is like Klopp is he's a he's a likable crush on him. He's he's made fun of it before, but he's just he's the best. I I do enjoy that he also seems to have the right personality to make it last. Like one of the problems, I mean, yes, you know, Pep has talked about there's only a certain amount of time that you can have with a team before you kind of lose them. That and I, I think it is sort of his recognition that his personality is is abrasive at some point that, that his need to control everything eventually doesn't work with the kind of players it takes to succeed in the environment where he needs to control them that way. Well, and, and Chris, right. I think I think Chris, what you're going to is, and I'm going to extrapolate into other sports quickly is Pep has got the same type of person, abrasive personality, but wins that Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, those types have yeah. that 
Yeah. They win, but you don't stay there that long. You you look at the Patriots, other than Tom Brady, nobody stays there. But it, yeah. it's but you're right. Klopp doesn't have that problem. Klopp is seemingly one of the more likable people you'll find anywhere. I mean, even watching yesterday the way at the end of the game, the way he embraced Jesse Marsh, the way he spoke of Jesse Marsh both mm-hmm. pre and post game. This is a like he's likable and I you're willing I want to say you're willing to stay around a little bit longer with Jurgen Klopp than you would with a Pep type because he's not just a giant knob all the time. Well, yeah, I, I think part of it is Klopp is somebody like you could probably hang out with. Uh, yeah. Pep is somebody you could learn from. But if you feel like you've advanced to the point where you don't have anything more to learn, then he's just an asshole. You know, he's like, he's, he's not going to be, yeah. he's not going to be your friend. Like, like, uh, I can't remember if, if it was Pep's description or who said it, but like, supposedly Pep realized he'd lost the dressing room. He'd lost the team at, at Barcelona when at one point Messi got up and drank a soda in front of him. Right. Right. That's true. I, I do remember that. And like, yeah, it, I mean, it, it does come down to, you can't teach Messi something. I don't know that you could teach Ronaldo something because how are you going to say you're better than him? You know, how are you, you could teach see, how... you could teach Ronaldo the word what, that no means no. <laughs> you know, there, no means no, Ronaldo. There, there's that lesson yet, but but yeah, we can move on from that. I, I feel like None, I, nonetheless, I could be completely wrong on this. This, but like you know, Pep is known for his teaching you that if you were just three feet this way instead of three feet that way this the the whole field would have opened up like the the very very fine tuning it's fanatical detail right uh clap seems like a man motivator he seems like a guy who could get a a team that that to be greater than the sum of its parts and to be fired like like that's what i love about him i want to play for him i want like I and you know that level of of just what was it belief was it, was it... belief in you and 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 trust in you that 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 must come from like clap or uh, pep is the opposite pep is like a you know a fear sort of coach not to the degree that Jose Mourinho is but there's a you'll get dropped if you're not clap seems like he's got your back the whole way you know and I just that's what I, I like about him and I, I think that. You know, after he accomplishes what he's going to accomplish this year, it seems like maybe he'll stay there because it seems like he's on a seven-year cycle at every, whether it's Mainz or whether it's Dortmund or whether it's, it, he said he wants to stay seven years at Liverpool too, and then go manage perhaps the the German national team when the ball sniffer leaves. So, um, <laughs> and you know, I, I have no doubt that he'll win the world. Ball und but und knows. Wow. I love Jurgen Klopp. That is that is the point of my story. <laughs> no, and and I and I just think back to Klopp. It was a couple of years ago in the FA Cup. They were, and I don't even remember who they're playing. It was some small side. They got drawn away, and they're doing the interview in some like kitchenette area. And he he just he kind of laughed and embraced it. He embraces wherever he is, and enjoys everything he can. As opposed to, I could see Pep being like, "This is beneath me." You don't get the sense that. Klopp ever thinks that way and 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 that's why I think players can will run through walls for him where with Pep they'll be so much better 
with how they think, with how they play the game, so on and so forth. Pep, if he can teach brilliance, he teaches brilliance, and that's what makes him successful. Or Klopp, he just gets everybody to run through a wall for him, and that's why, yeah. I We may be oversimplifying this, but and obviously neither none of us have played for either of these two guys, but that is definitely the impression I get, TJ. And when when I and when I'm coming up with that conclusion, man, it's got to be pretty simplified that way. So, at that point, is it time to move on to the best of 2019 or the worst of 2019 and anything Let's else of 2019? Because was I those, supposed to prepare something? No, you weren't <laughs> supposed to prepare anything, and and I kind of left it that way purposely because if I give you guys the test questions ahead of time, then you're going to study, and I really don't want you guys to study. I want to hear kind of what you guys legitimately think. And we're going to start with the announcement that's going to come up tomorrow that uh, U.S. Soccer, I believe, on ESPN2 is going to announce the Men's National Team Player of the Year. Right. Who do you think it's going to be and who do you think it should be? I think it's going to be Jordan Morris. And I honestly don't... I would say it should be Christian Pulisic, but not based on much of anything he did for the national team. And so it's really kind of a... like if we're picking the best player and we're picking a guy who did the most at the, you know, the highest profile things and the advanced soccer in America, the most, it's probably Christian Pulisic for what he's done this year, uh, moving to Chelsea, but, um, he didn't play a whole lot for the national team and Jordan Morris did. And, but you know what, honestly, the way things are going, it's probably going to be either Jesse's artist or some Burhalter we've never heard of. So <laughs> Chris, what do you think? It's Burhalter with a goatee. Um, I mean, for body of work, yes, I think it has to be Pulisic. It's sort of like Donovan used to be. You know, how how can you vote against the guy when he's sort of carrying the entire mantle of U.S. soccer? Uh, that said, yeah, if if you're actually going to consider what they did this year playing for the team, Pulisic wasn't around that much. Um, I don't. I'd like to, I'd like to think they they're not going to give it to to like Giazzi, uh, even though he did have some good moments, uh, including a, a goal scored off his face. Um, it's a great goal score, the best goal scored <laughs> off the face I've seen. Yeah. Messi hasn't scored any goals off his face, um, but I, I I God, but I can't well, see them. I, I I don't think Jordan Morris deserves it. Zach Steffen, I think, needed to play a couple more games before you could say something. Um, Zach Steffen, who won it last year? I, I don't, I honestly don't recall who I'm won it last. Pretty year. sure Pulisic did. I think last no. year, Pulisic, and then was it was it Morris the year before that? No, you could. Pulisic, who won it last year? Because was well, it the other way around? Pulisic we should like look two games up. for the national team last year in That's 2018, true. right? Pulisic would have won it in 2017 because he like let us in qualifying somebody well and, and I'm, I'm gonna look i'm looking it up as we go here but I, pat i tend to agree with you i think it's going to be jordan jordan morris and it should be um he's done the most with with the national team out of anybody last year it was male athlete player of the year was zach Steffen, and that was where i was going to go when you mentioned oh, zach, right. Steffen. zach Steffen should have won it last year this year he was injured for a while and he wasn't as good. 2017 was Christian Pulisic. 16 was Alto or 15 was Caillou Bradley. Um, so I have to say this anti bald, uh, 
discrimination that's going on out there calling a oh it's a he's a bald white guy let's call him caillou the only thing i appreciate about that he plays is that in they, canada it, the it's only, appropriate. okay the only thing i appreciate about that is it's coming from the montreal fans and caillou is french canadian so um so you're butthurt about that about that picture i thought it was you know it's it's candy. it is very caillou like to whine about something though it it, it, it truly is and Thank you, Pat, for playing the Caillou card perfectly tonight. I, I do appreciate that. So, as a person who's been called Caillou, it's for <laughs> and Caillou now was out. Caillou was very sad that people made fun of him on the podcast. Because I mean, Caillou sucks. He sucks <laughs> so bad. I don't think Michael Bradley deserves that. I don't know. He's no longer a designated player. He's now down to a TAM player. So maybe he does deserve the Caillou hate. I. What's he making now? I don't know. Whatever a TAM player makes. <laughs> how much cap space? Not six and a half mil. I guess not. No, I, I, they said he's no longer thought, the player. Was his new? Co- he huh. just signed today, and it hasn't been disclosed. But the rumor is that he gave up designated player status, and not really sure. But I, I do. I thought I saw the Caillou thing, and I thought it was absolutely outstanding. And I, hopefully, he just embraces it and doesn't fight it. But hard to say. So, so Pat, you think you think Jordan Morris, Chris, you think. What do you think, Chris? You never really gave us an answer. And Jordan Morris is, I predict, Jordan Morris is, I think, I feel like it should go to Christian Pulisic, but I feel like it will go to Jordan Morris. See, my, my feeling is it's probably going to be something like that, too. And I feel like I feel like Morris hasn't done enough, but I feel like who else has but nobody over has. the last but nobody year has. To, to, to replace it? Um so and this is where I feel like scoring six or seven goals or whatever it's been in the in the Premier League should be worth, just as it was for Clint Dempsey to me, should yeah. be worth U.S. Soccer Male Player of the Year. That it should be. But, but time, I don't but think it, that's but, what they do. But Pat, to counter that, is Jordan Morris's team did win MLS Cups. I mean, it's I, true. Yeah. If you're gonna say, I mean, he they they won the biggest. I know MLS. The MLS is. MLS or the MLS will call it, whatever you want to call it, is not the Premier League. Got it. Not even saying it is. But for the league he plays in, that's kind of the top of the top of the you know, top of the mountain, so to speak. So and I thought in terms of the in terms of the national team, really it should go to nobody. They should just vacate the award for the year in terms of the overall level of play. But if if you have to give it someone I thought out of anybody, Jordan Morris seemed to be the most consistent and the best one on the team this year. And that's why. See, I, I don't. I, I guess. I guess my problem with it is I don't want him to get it, but um, I don't know who else. I don't know who else you could say played enough and played well enough to to take it instead. You know, and that Stefan kind of, wasn't around enough. Pulisic wasn't around enough. Bradley Stephen, and Stefan Bradley he, wasn't around enough. And and, and I was going to say Stefan wasn't good enough this year. This year, that's probably true too. Uh, Adams wasn't around enough. McKenny, McKenny, maybe, but he, he was a bit hit or miss too. He right. was also um, bad in some of the games he played for the yeah. team. So, Legette? I don't think. I don't think. And like if, you're getting, if you're getting, did if you're getting back to to stand out, it's sort of like like Legette and and Areola to me would would both be the same in that they had some good moments, but I don't think. I don't think they did enough to stand out that you could say, oh, they, you know, they, they get an award for it. Sure. And, that's, um, and that, I guess that's kind of the bottom line is if you're going to go by who stood out, nobody really stood out. And that's why 
I think at the end of it, Jordan Morris, I thought, had the best body. Nick Lima. Guys, I'm just pissed that... Really? I, I, I expected to get some response when I said that. <laughs> I was just... I'm sitting here, Chris, and I'm, I'm pissed that Benny and Leggett was so early <laughs> on at US Fan TV before, before we had a big following that it didn't take off. I really feel like if that had happened at our peak, we could have started something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, as usual, you guys peaked too soon. Better. Lost it too early. Do we want to do we want to tackle female athlete of the year for U.S. Soccer? It will be Megan Rapino. It will be Megan Rapino. It will be Rose Lavelle. It should be Rose Lavelle or Julie Ertz. It will be Megan Rapino. I was gonna say like what, what about Ertz? Maybe even Porin, but. I mean, my my she didn't my, gen- enough, my uh, general my general feeling for box to box ish midfielders, um, I'd kind of go Ertz. Yeah, I, I will always she, have a soft she spot for their Alex ass. Morgan. <laughs> she scores with her Jossie, ass. Giving Jossie points for scoring in space. <laughs> true, true. I guess that's only fair. We did just I did just make a joke about. Yeah, somebody scoring with their face. We probably should make a joke about somebody I mean, scoring with their face. If, if we're talking about, uh, and I feel like it's less probably weighed for the women than it is for the men. But if we're considering club form at all, Julie made the final of the NWSL with the Red Stars. True. Uh, I'm a big Rose Lavelle fan. Uh, I think she's been overlooked thus far in a lot of this stuff. I think it will be Megan Rapinoe though. I, I. It, I tend to think you're right, just based on the fact that she was Sports Illustrated Sportswoman of the Year and or Sports Person of the Year and so on and so forth. Yeah, I look. I, tend to th- I, I, th- I will say that I personally what, agree what about, with, with at least most of the stances she took this, I, I, well, last 14 months or whatever. If, if, if well, no, at this point it's more like uh, about 18 months, I think, if, if we're counting everything. But um, uh, that said, I don't necessarily agree that she got a lot of the attention. She got she got a Ballon d'Or because of her like political stances. And while I tend to agree with all the things she stood on, I don't like that a player won for. I mean, she I'm didn't sorry. have a she, golden she, boot in the World Cup for the team that won it. If you're just telling me those facts. She wasn't the best player I know, on, I on the World Cup team. I know. But I, but she was the one who got all the attention, or most of the attention. I mean, Alex Morgan got quite a bit for the T thing and stuff, too. But, like, um, she got most of the attention because she said the things that... Needed people, to be said. Yeah, some of them needed to be said. Some of them, I think, were just, like, you were in the right place at the right time, and you got to be the one to say, excuse me, to say them. And And so it's... It's more a matter of I don't know. You were kind of lucky in a sense. I'm going to throw it. I'll throw like I'll anybody throw could have done it. You just happen to be the one who did it. So, you guys, I heard Julie Ertz. What about Crystal Dunn? I think you know taking a forward and pushing her into outside back was a, a big ask, and I, I am impressed with what she did. And she was on a title winning NWSL team. Correct. Um, but no, not. I would I would say even Pino over Crystal Dunn. Okay, fair enough. I I guess. I mean, we we I... shit on we shit on Harry Kane, and so that's I think part of us, especially for Chris and I, part of our problem with Megan Rapinoe is that she kind of went the Harry Kane route. Yeah, 
Um, and it's like either penalties or penalties and lucky goals, essentially. Yeah, it, 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 but she scored the damn goals. I can't take that away from her. So, like, it, I'm a and fan. I, I don't, but I, just, I, I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm knocking her. I'm just right, saying she right. wasn't even the best player on that team. And, and so to me, to hand her an award, I, I, I don't think it's right when. The, I, I don't feel like you should be judged on your political stances. And and I say that as someone who's in agreement with the political stances she took. Like I, I think I've made it pretty clear if anyone's looked at my Twitter feeds how I feel about some some things going on in the world. Um You have an opinion? I'm I'm, I'm pretty Wait. much I'm pretty much in line with everything Rapino has said. I that just... that all that said. I, I I don't agree. Like I don't think she should win it just because I don't know she has popular opinions, you know, uh, or even valid opinions, or even the right opinion. To me, this is an award that you win on the field, and I don't yeah. think she's won it on the field. She scored the goals, but that said, and I might be crazy on this, and my, I might know nothing, but Kristen Press was better at playing her position than she was for that team, so. Um, no, but if we're if we're going off of just that team, then I then it's Roosevelt. I mean that her the way she played that the the World Cup. I thought I thought she was the best player in the tournament just for the overall body of work she did. I get it that Pino scored the goals that mattered. She scored the high pressure goals. She was on the stage and she didn't duck from the stage. And that no. said, I thought like all the dirty work that needed to be done, it was Roosevelt every time, and that's. And including maybe a goal that's, in the final. And, right. And, th- and that comes back to the fact that when I play soccer, I'm a goalie and I'm a, I'm a central defender. So seeing those little things and that kind of stuff is something I'll notice over a goal scorer every time. And that's why I, I was, I thought Lavelle was better in that sense. But, and that's probably why for Crystal Dunn is somebody that appealed in that sense, just because like you said, took her completely out of position and she excelled in, the, in, in it. And that was kind of it. So, and kind of to move on, I, I want to touch on this really quick and then maybe we can go back to some of the best of the year. Katie Meyer. Any of you guys catch any of that? The Stanford goalie? She is the goalkeeper who screamed at the camera. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun. That was fun. And then she, well, she took it in, was it the national semifinal, took a yellow card after saving a penalty, getting right in the face of the the player from UCLA that she stopped the penalty from. That was a, it was not a good penalty. It was a nice save. It was not a good penalty. But then goes to gets right in the face of that player. So trash talking freshman. Any thoughts on that? Or just you? So you think you're you're okay with a pat? All for it, Chris. I, I'm I'm kind of in favor of it. I mean, I I posted a a, a tweet uh, about a week ago when. Um, <clears throat> Talking about uh, Tim Cruel, that like I think he's a douche, but I kind of enjoy it when you're a goalkeeper. Like to me, goalies and strikers are like say pitchers in baseball. Um, you there, there's something to be said for you. Have to be kind of a douchebag. You have to be kind of an asshole. Oliver yeah. Kahn agrees with you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just true. feel like so much of what. So much of, of, of that position, those positions, is in your head that you have to be you have to be kind of obsessed with yourself. 
And so I'm okay like with one, like I'm one, okay with it when they're weird. I'm okay with them being with them being Patrick head Wall. cases. You mean like Patrick Wall was back in the day? Don't, don't get me wrong. I hated that guy. I'm 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 well on the record. Pro- I, I I I think I'm on the record with both of you. I hate that guy. I hated him. Hated him. Hated him throughout his career. That said, he owned the food. yes. Well, that that dude owned a lot of teams. I mean, he did, but he, that dude he didn't weird. get that one to happen, did you, Chris? What? Well, dude... Get them all to come true. What did you say? You didn't get that one to happen though, yet, did you? <laughs> you, get them all to come true. you got Kirby Puckett. You got, the, you got the little person from that show, Timmy. You got uh, you. You got who else? You got Jonathan Brandis. You killed him off. I I, I don't know that I ever wished death upon Patrick. Well, I probably did. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. It doesn't sound I like me. I just don't know that I have. On, it's like, been a long time since I've had to talk about him. You, you like willy nilly wish death upon a lot of people. Like I'm, I'm, I, I am absolutely a hundred percent positive. At some point, you wish death upon Patrick Waugh. It, 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 I, I mean, I just conceded. It, it's very, it's very likely that I have. I don't remember doing this, but part of it is I haven't spoken about the guy in probably 15 years. You know. Other than I think I did reference him in talk about Jordan Bennington uh, this past season in the playoffs for the Blues. Speaking of like a rookie going to a uh, um, a Stanley Cup. All right, and I know Pat. Pat, you and I touched upon Ballandor and who we thought should won Ballandor. So we've kind of touched on that. Chris, you weren't with us the last couple of weeks, so for Player of the Year overall. Um, he would say messy. We don't have to even ask him. That's true. Okay. I don't know how you wrote against the guy. It's not even a question. Who are you going to vote for instead? <laughs> no, you're not. And I just, hey, wanted to confirm it before we moved on. What would be your team of the year? Liverpool or the U.S. Women's National Team. Okay. Chris, any objections for, for to For our group, for our group, I mean, yeah, I, I, I had been thinking about that. And I'm like, I think you probably have to go with the, with the Women's National Team. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't on, on, I don't know what to say in like beyond that, because like Liverpool was great in champions league. They weren't always fantastic in the league. Well, wait, 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 Chris, they wait, 97 points. <laughs> I knew, they, I knew. More, any other team in history except Manchester City, Except the right? team that won. I know, I know. I, all I meant was, all I meant was, they didn't even win the league. Now, I was just going to say, now, that, 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 said, that said, the team that won the league bought the league. So, like, I, I was just going to say, I, I the team that, that trumps them there, I can't count either. Um So, I'm at kind of a loss there, you know? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know who you pick then. There's nobody else like in another league that I'd give it to. No, I, and I and I and I've got one. But, and I'm all I was go, doing I, was just making an argument against the teams that that I was considering. Okay. I guess I guess I will pick one that's not in either. That's not the women's national team. It's not Liverpool. Both of which are fine. Guernsey. No, 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 no. I know he's gonna. I know he's gonna pick. What do you think it is, Pat? Union Berlin. No. <laughs> too big. Too big of a team. No, no. I, I their story is amazing. I, you know, I'm a fan of them and I appreciate them. Phoenix Rising, May 5th to September 14th, did not lose a game. 
did not draw a game. 20 consecutive wins. They got Bud Light's attention. I mean, they're in USL and they get Bud Light's attention. You're doing a whole lot of things right. And watching the way that they actually grabbed the Phoenix marketplace and so on. And Zach Kataxton. All right. The hell is that, Pat? Are you done, Pat? Or are we, are we? I am hearing my son screaming upstairs. Talk amongst yourselves for a while. <laughs> All right, and, and the, that's one of the things about the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod is we are all dads, and that's somewhere sometimes we got to go be dad in the middle of the show. So, that all said, Chris, 20 in a row. Yeah, they I get it. They didn't win the league, but longest winning streak in U.S. soccer history, I believe, for professional soccer. Hard to... I, is there an argument I know that it? I can argue it with. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the other one would have been Pat, and he's not here anyway. Well, no, yeah. I just meant that, like, I can't, I don't know another team. <laughs> yeah, who, who else has won 20? Like who, who else has won, not one or draw, won 20 straight games? I mean, that's that that's a pretty amazing thing, and that was kind of where I was going to go for that. Um, what are some of the other ones I had? Uh, so we did talk about that. What was the biggest surprise for uh, Biggest surprise of the year? What What kind of, like, hey, what the hell? kind of moment i mean right now my tendency is to say arsenal (laughs) and and there's a valid argument with how shitty this season turned out to be um the byron sitting byron sitting in seventh right now see I, i seventh sounds bad but i still look at it as they're not that far off first no that's i agree a couple games go differently and and the Bundesliga has games that, you know, it, it's just more open. So it has games that go ways you don't expect. And all you need is two games. You know, take those, turn two of those losses into wins, and, and they're in second place. Right. And I, I guess you're saying the Bundesliga is more open. More open this year than it's been in years past. Years past, it was always just Bayern and everybody else. So true, yeah. It's it it is kind of nice. But I, but I just mean like the play overall is sure kind of more open than than like sure. the rest of Europe. Sure. Um, what about Ajax as big a surprise for what they did in the Champions League? They, oh God, I hadn't thought of them. Yeah, shit, that might even be my team. Um, you could make an argument a team of the year for them as well. Realistically, I I you can't. What they were a, a few minutes from the finals. Yeah, I mean, and that was kind of yeah, with a team full of twelve-year-olds essentially. It seemed like. Yeah, and so. and and the player that like Frankie De Jong has turned into. Yeah, I mean that dude is like oh. <laughs> that dude is sure. like balling out at at Barcelona, and to have just come out of of Ajax and to be like relatively young. I mean, he's 22 or whatever and he's first he choice already at, at, at Barcelona. Who's and, the... and I mean, he, he only just went to Barcelona and here he's already like, you know, all of, all of the promise that you saw of him at, um, at, uh, at Ajax, he now sure. suddenly has at, um, is on full display at, at Barcelona. Absolutely. No. And, and he's phenomenal. It's um. so who's, but who's the one I'm, th- I'm trying to think of that another young kid that is coming up that it, that they say is that they think could be the next Messi is coming up. And I want to say it's through Barcelona. Is that 
Is that Arthur? Is that who that is? Arthur Mello? That there, um, there, there's somebody there specifically saying that they think is showing like they think will be up the heir apparent to Messi ultimately. Uh, like um, well, there's uh that Ansu Fati or whatever that guy. Um, is that it? The one who scored. The one who scored. Uh, yeah, this I the the whole like last two weeks is a blur to me. Was that yesterday that they played? Yeah, he scored yeah. the winner yesterday. Um, there's Arthur Mello, Mello as well. Um, no, I think the, it was the name. It was the first Brazilian one. It was Ansu Fati. I think is the one that I was it. I don't know. How old is he? He is 17. That that might have been the one. Like they're just the level, but it's a yeah. Um, I guess the other surprise. What about uh? Is it a surprise to see Jose Mourinho with Spurs? Yes. Um, for a few reasons. I mean, one just. It's surprising to see. Well, it was surprising to see Pochettino get fired, but sure. um, uh, it's it's surprising to see them make a move like that because he does have such a history of um, demanding things from his clubs, um, and and to see him go then to a club that has a pretty strong history of not spending money, okay, or you know being kind of like tight with how they spend money. I I'm surprised that they would jump at, at someone like that. All right. Um, biggest disappointment of the year other than Arsenal. I think Arsenal is, is a no brainer in that sense. Is there anything else that you kind of looked at and went, wow, they they just kind of was crap all year. Well, I guess the U S national, the men's team. I was going to say that I have a few answers. One is uh, the, the, the men's team, of course. Um, the other is that the team we mentioned a few minutes ago that um, uh, Jose Mourinho now coaches made a final of a Champions League. Um, the yeah, other... but, they spur- but they spurs it up too. I mean, Yeah, but then I was going to say the other being that the other team in that Champions League final is also a team I hate. Um and and I guess that's where I not being as involved with the Premier League, I don't hate Liverpool, and it's only because I think it's because I'm such a fan of Jurgen Klopp as a whole. Shit, is get way too complicated for me. Welcome <laughs> back, welcome back, Hat Guy. <laughs> I hate I hate Liverpool for personal reasons, okay. um, just because I've known a number of people over the years from Liverpool, and I've hated them all. <laughs> Chris, there are very um, few in life that you don't hate. <laughs> I, I laugh at this. For the people listening, that is not necessarily true. Um, uh, no, I, I, I've just I've known a few people from Liverpool in my life, and they've all been like scum. So I am happy to see Liverpool fail just because of how it hurts them. Uh, that said, I, I'm now friends with someone at work who's from around Liverpool. She's a big Liverpool fan. Um, she's nice. I don't, I don't, she does not fit with the others that I know. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Best game of the year. Is there any game that stood out to you? You said, Hey, that, that's the one best game I saw all year. Or that was a thing of beauty to watch or anything like that. You know, I, I I've struggled this, with this one because I thought I had a game and then I realized it was actually December of 2018. So then I was like, shit. <laughs> um, I mean, if we included like 
the last season of things, it would be the um, Arsenal Spurs game of December tenth or something. Whatever it was like a year ago, basically right now. Um, I've struggled with what I thought was um, just an amazing game since then. Um, it was um, uh, Bayern Spurs, uh, whatever that was, a month and a half ago. Was that the six nothing or what? What something absurd like that? That the one you're thinking of? It was. It was a very bad game. Uh, well, <laughs> depending on the team you support, uh, because a certain someone who used to play for Arsenal had four goals in it. Sure. Um, well, and I guess I guess is that how far Arsenal has fallen in the sense of your favorite game that of the year <laughs> just was just seeing Spurs them. get dis- destroyed. Um, to some extent, yes. Uh, it was um, look. There haven't been a lot of amazing Arsenal games to to point to in the last few years. Um, I, my my probably my my favorite one was uh, the four uh, two versus Spurs a year ago. Okay. And yes, that and is that is a, a mark of how far uh, Arsenal have fallen. All right. I. I... I guess for me, my favorite game of the year, I've got two of them that kind of stood out to me as I thought were the best games of the year in terms, was, um, was it match day one or is it match day two? Salzburg and Liverpool. That game, what was it? It was one yeah, of the game was, was really a four, three, a four, three Liverpool win, I believe, or, but just four, three or five, three, but yeah, yeah, five, that it started end to end nonstop action liver, uh, Salzburg getting back in the game, Jesse Marsh, obviously involved, just to me, it was it was excitement all the way through, and the fact that you had, you know, ex Chicago Fire player, you know, American Jesse Marsh involved made it even cooler. But just that was a great game to watch. And the other one mm. for me would have been the was the semifinal would have been uh, U.S. and England in the semifinal of the Women's World Cup. But for the yeah. simple fact of that game, it seemed like the France game, and I didn't see the France game live, so I couldn't have, I couldn't. Have, but just the drama of that game, the save penalty kick, the fact that. Y- you you felt like the U.S. was hanging on by a thread, and they held on through it. To me, that was the other game I would have said were my favorite two games of the year to watch personally. Um, the fan in me would would have been the fire was it August or September game against Philadelphia. They won two nothing, just in the fact that it was like, where has this team been all year? And that the fact that they stood up that way, I suppose you could make the insanity of um, the the what was it the conference semifinal. LAFC and Galaxy game late at night that I think was that was another like 5-3 final was another good one but I I, the two to me would have been the the Salzburg Liverpool game and then the U.S. women's semifinal against England those are the two games that stood out to me as the best two of the year for that sense all right yeah um U.S. uh France was was pretty good too that that's a it's actually a fair thought and Anything else in 2019 that we didn't cover tonight that should have been covered? That like there's something in 2019, best team, worst team. What about you know what we didn't touch on, and I do want to touch on this. I'm sorry, I know we're running long tonight, but you know what, we're getting to the end of the year. We may not do a show <laughs> for, for the <laughs> during the holidays, but Russia kicked out of the World Cup potentially. Oh yeah, World days Cup ago. and. Um... It, it's not going to affect Olympics, it's not going yeah. to affect the Champions League though. They've oh. already that was already said that they it's not going to affect the Champions League, but it might affect the World Cup. And 
from everything I'm reading with the World Cup, it's going to be like it. They can't acknowledge basically that they're Russia. They're going to be soccer players from Russia or something like you know, kind of like Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah, yeah. But Russia was has been banned, obviously, for those who listen already know this that they're banned for the next four years because of their continual doping program. And the soccer team was included, which surprised me, but didn't only in the sense of with their performance in the World Cup. There were a lot of questions already asked about their using of doping, especially those that played domestically in Russia. And to see them Mm -hmm. get the ban, my first thought was how would it affect the the European Championships next year? And it's not, but it apparently may affect the World Cup. And could it happen to a nicer team? (laughs) Um, Well, since... Since uh, apparently they're America's team now, um, I, I I don't know. Yeah. Did did I just give away too much of my? Um, no, come on. <laughs> of the facts. If you're, if, here? Forget if my you're opinion listening, of if, the facts. I was gonna say, and anybody who's listening, if they've wa- followed and your Twitter feed, which is the your other Twitter feed, which is Christy Combs, you know the answer to that. I I don't think you tweet as much with fine tooth coat tooth combs to put your political opinions out there they're out there they're not hard to find look them up you'll find them it, it's you have some strong opinions um in that sense and they are what they are but yeah uh so russia gets banned um is there anything like i said anything in 2019 in the soccer world you know what we haven't talked i i you know what i i forgot about this the big the the disappointment of the year var as a whole Ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's fair. Um, my my problem isn't with VAR specifically because I I actually agree with there being some sort of fallback to confirm when something's right or wrong. My problem has been with the actual enactment of it. Um, so the, so, the reality of it has been far less than the uh, theory of it. Sure, and what and. I guess my question is, and I, and I believe we've touched on it in past episodes, but I'm, I'm genuinely curious at this point, what it should be the purpose of VAR? Should it be to get everything correct, or should it be to correct just the obvious misses? I mean, is it clear I, and I, I, I know the premise initially was clear and obvious. The Premier League has not taken it as such. And I think, no, I, and I, in, in combination with the changes to the red card rule or the handball rule in the penalty area, it becomes even murkier. So, how do, how should VAR be interpreted all the way through? I think it needs to be more about kind of the spirit of the law. So, you know, how does this essentially correcting clear and obvious errors? Um, you know, one one of the problems I've had with it is this. Anytime there's a goal scored, we have to, to go check, was there a foul before? But it could be, was there a foul in the 30 seconds or like three minutes beforehand? Oh, what happened when the ball crossed midfield? Like, to me, when, I, when I've seen goal, goals called back because, oh, there was a foul back at midfield. Okay, sure. I, I, when I've seen the, the replay, okay, yep, there. Sure, I, I can see where, why there was a foul there and it should have been called. That said, if you're now two or three plays of the ball past that that foul, what difference does it make anymore? You know, you've now allowed them to to play past it. The game has moved on. It doesn't matter anymore if, if that occurred. 
So to call something back because of that is, is, is ridiculous. You, you could do that about anything then. The ball goes out of bounds. Well, let's go look and see if there was anything that happened in the you know, 40 yards of movement before that. And, and Chris, I, I, you know, and it pains me to agree with you, but I, I, the refer, especially the referee in me agrees with you a hundred percent. Um, I hate the fact that referees now are told, and, and they talked about this in the champions league. The other I think it was last night in the Liverpool Salzburg game that the difference is in England, the referees are told the ARs are told, keep your flag down. VAR will clean it up. Yeah. Where in the, when you get to your, you get to the champions league, that's not how it works. They're still told, do your job. And it's the same thing, even with the referees. Oh, don't, don't bother. VAR will catch it. That to me as a referee bothers me. If it's a foul, it's a foul. It's a foul. Yeah. Get yeah. some grow, blow the damn whistle. If it's, yeah, you I, think I it's don't... a foul, blow the whistle and be done with it. Yeah. It, this isn't like the NFL where, if you think it could be a fumble, you let it go and let it get cleaned up. This isn't the same thing. It's either a foul or it's not. If you think it's a foul, blow the damn whistle. If you're not sure, oh, I'm going to let VAR clean. If you think it's a foul, blow the damn whistle. And it's just that simple. And they're not doing that anymore because it's, and that's where it gets to, well, 40 yards early, there was a foul. So let's take away a goal that was amazingly struck that had nothing to do with it. And, to go a step further, the other thing is just refereeing in general might be the disappointment of the year is this, this change to the handball rule that nobody seems to understand. It's um, the way it was simplified, if I recall correctly, is a handball doesn't it doesn't change in the sense of is it an, a natural or unnatural position. However, comma, but that goes out the window if you gain possession, especially and I think that's specific to the penalty area. It becomes a penalty. It becomes or becomes a foul again. If you gain possession, even in an, a natural position, yeah. If it hits hand, and that's the only change. And I, I think it was Twelman the other day. It was like I don't know what a, a handball. And it was around halftime of the City United game. He was sliding and it hit his arm. That it's a natural position. He didn't gain possession. It went out of bounds for a corner. That's not a penalty. Sorry, that's not. It's a penalty when it hits your arm, even in a natural position, and you gain possession. That did not happen. That's the interpretation. Otherwise, it hasn't changed in the sense of if it's in a natural position, which it was that he's sliding on the ground and he's using his hand to prevent himself from smacking his head on the ground, that's natural. If it's hanging out otherwise, that's not natural. Yeah. Look at it that way. It, that, that's kind of – that's the simple – that's the simplified version. Net, it doesn't change except if you gain possession in the penalty area. That's when it changes. All of the um, you know natural versus not natural or unnatural um, arm position stuff. I, I don't like this new thing where every defender when they get near the box has to like pull their arms behind their backs. Well, and that, I and understand that, that you, watch, you don't want to touch the ball. That did you watch said, City? Did you watch City and United at any of it? Yeah, yeah, of course. That play before halftime. He had his arms behind his back, and then he went to the ground, and he put his arm out, and it hit his arm as he's on the ground after having his hands behind his back. I mean, it yeah. was like, no, I agree that you have to throw your arms behind your back because you don't want to make your body bigger. But at the same time, you know what? The rule has said if your arm is out, that's considered an unnatural position. The defenders have adapted. Yeah. Now, I guess. No, I, I just feel like 
it it's not you know you you have to be able to to move your body as long as you're not throwing your arm at the ball this idea that but, you know a ball could strike you but the you counter know, the counter you, you the can't, counter on you that, can't remove your arms you know true like the point was not when when the rules were set so that you couldn't use your hands to to touch a ball it wasn't it wasn't intended to mean well you can't have arms anymore so just like if that's the case then why don't we just pull our arms inside our sleeves well and but the, and we just run that way you know what but the counter argument to that is especially on the professional level especially in these top leagues is if you give them you give them an inch they're going to take a mile and sure. and, and and that's just and I think that's why they said if it's in an unnatural position of any sort, basically if it's out at all, we're going to call it because the the way a player can make it look natural and it's really just to gain the advantage. Every little inch they can get to gain an advantage to make themselves a little bit wider, they're going to do. Oh, I, look, and I that, understand. And I think that's I mean, why. I think that's why they took it and just basically said, if your arms aren't behind your back, you're not on the ground, it's going to get called. Well, or VAR is going to screw over Arsenal just to piss you off. <laughs> now, I, I guess to sum up, the, my last question with VAR, and then we're going to wrap the show up because it has been past an hour, and I don't think we're getting Pat back. Offside, the fact that the, the Premier League specifically, offsides is very, it doesn't matter. VAR is going to look at it, and VAR is going to judge on it, and it's going to judge harshly, obviously, because they use, they use the Hawkeye technology, which is the same technology used in tennis in world tennis that to judge the in the out every challenge in tennis is using hawkeye technology sounds mm-hmm. like that's what the premier league is using with their offsides so that why that's why i feel like their offsides is very credible the fact that it can be the slimmest of margins and it's going to call it do you agree with that that offsides because it's a yes or a no question that it's being judged that harshly are you what do you what's your thought i am not in favor of it um okay is it back to the clear I, obvious? It, basically, I mean, okay. to me, it's it's following the letter of law, ignoring the spirit of the law. You know, if I I don't believe that if your arm is up and it's beyond the the body of a defender, you've gained an advantage because of that. I understand when your foot is past that defender. Sure, I understand you started running before the ball ball was played. Yes, that's offsides. But if you're going to tell me that because you were leaning a little bit or because you had your arm extended, that that gave you an advantage, it doesn't. I, that's where I wish it was more like hockey, where, you know, as long as essentially part of you is on the blue line or like, you know, within a couple inches, basically, of the blue line, they just kind of wave you on side. Wasn't it you wasn't know, a couple wasn't it a few years ago that that was how offsides was interpreted? It was as long as like your torso was still on side, you were okay. If your arm was out, it was okay. And I feel like it's with this VAR, it's kind of come back to the there's a solid line, you cross it, that's it. But at the same time, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna go back to it. And Willie, I'm gonna call you out on this, and you're not gonna hear this for two months because you usually <laughs> catch up about two months later. I'm, I told a story about him while you were gone, while you were studying VAR in in uh, deep deep undercover and with the deep state and he called he texted me a few days later and said if you're going to call me out call me out on something else so I'm going to call you out on a <laughs> soccer thing now you remember watching my older brother play and he's one of the fastest people on the field and one of the things he always told me was 
as a forward, if you're going to get caught off sides and you get caught off sides, you start your run a little further back. You, yeah. you stay two steps back. If you're coming in at full speed as and you're fast, as what these forwards all are, and these defenders are not as fast, starting another step back and timing your run to make sure you're behind them, you're still going to beat them. It's that they're trying to get so close to being ahead of them where they're pro- if they're another half step back and they time their run a little bit more delayed, they're still going to get to the same spot 99 times out of 100. Sure. And I, I think I, that gets I, lost. I don't, I don't disagree with that. That said, so what? You know, well, like, learn, I guess my point is they're not. My point is the fact that the, it's it's all or nothing. Adjust for you know it's and, like and, defend- and they will they will sure. My I guess my comment is just it it shouldn't matter because it's it's a dumb way of it's a dumb way of determining offsides. Like you know your toe was offsides. I'm sorry if if a linesman couldn't have picked that out, it shouldn't have been called either way. Um, okay. I, you know, if, if we're going to say now that, that a computer by, you know, precisely determining that this blade of grass was here and that blade of grass was there. And so by standing on this blade of grass, that means you were, you know, 16 millimeters farther, uh, closer to goal than, than the defender. All right. Then, sure. then, then why don't we start worrying about the clock? True. You know, why, uh, why don't uh, we, why don't we start following like actual modern, um, uh, sports time right. management. Sure, and and we start calling. You know, we start stopping the time when when the ball goes out of bounds, or when there's an injury, or there's a goal scored. You know, the, there are all sorts of things that we haven't kept up, or we haven't brought to to um, to a modern stance yet. And to okay. what end? Like, is isn't that? more detrimental to the game than than whether or not you scored because you were you know incrementally off sides and, and, and you know it, I, you I, do. I understand that by letter of the law if you're any part of your body was in advance of that defender you are off sides okay i get it mm-hmm. that said did you gain an advantage by it the whole purpose of of the law was to prevent you from gaining an advantage and if you're not gaining an advantage then what difference does it make? And and I, I understand that at what point does it become an advantage that, okay, your arm was sure. offsides, that's not an advantage, but your chest was offsides, is that an advantage? Because then your momentum would have carried you farther, so maybe you got an extra half step. I, I okay. understand these things. I understand I understand the theory behind them. And I, and you can you can keep arguing it and parsing it out to the point mm. that it becomes madness. But I guess what I come back to is we're okay still going with a human checking a clock on his wrist or whatever, his or her wrist, to say uh, this is how much time is left in the game. But we're not okay with a human saying, sorry, you had two extra inches of, of space to get to that ball than the defender, and so you were offsides, and, you're, and, and you know, the goal you scored subsequent to that does not count. And and And... I think you're right. It, I'm going to go a different way, but I, I maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The fact that it's not applied, if if it's going to be applied that way in England, that's fine. But the fact that it seems like England is doing it that way, but that's it. And the rest, it seems yeah. like most anybody uh, else yeah, who's using fair. VAR yeah. is only looking for more of the clear and obvious. I feel like that's the problem. It's the consistency, especially 
when talking about Europe in the sense of you have your domestic, especially these top teams also play in Europe. And when you have to adjust to two different sets of refereeing, mm-hmm. that becomes a, that becomes problematic. I'm back. He's back. After a long hiatus, I think he was looking for, I think he was helping OJ try to find the real killers. Hat guy is back, or as we're just going to start calling him, Hat is back. Hat, I am, I am back for now. Mr. Hat. So, so what you, what you miss, Hat, and we're going to, we're kind of wrapping it up here, but we kind of came to the conclusion, I think, Chris, would it be fair to say the biggest disappointment of the year, VAR? Yeah. In England, uh, yeah, it's and I, you know, I'm for I'm for it in theory, but the way it's been implemented. Well, is, so. yeah, to, to me, to me, it's a bit like replay and say the NFL. I, I'll give them the NFL does it well in that it only gets changed if it's clearly a wrong call. There are think, times still that the NFL screws it up in which there are calls that sure that that certainly should be reviewed that aren't reviewable. So. I'm not saying they have it completely right, but I do think they have it right in that it's essentially the clear and obvious ones that that get reviewed. It's not, oh, well, okay, now we have to review this thing automatically, and there's no set on, (laughs) there's no, there's no set like timeline or, 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 you know, amount of field covered or whatever that, that you can review like prior to to the reviewable moment you know so you're no longer just reviewing was that a foul or not you're reviewing well were there three fouls before that and and that's where it becomes what what are you trying to do are you trying to affect the outcome of the game are you, are you trying to create a new result or are you trying to you know fairly officiate the game because i don't think i don't think doing all those extra things are is is clear officiating of the game. And I've already opined on this, Pat. Do you got any anything to add to this one? I mean, what's your take? Or do you generally agree with the conspiracy, Chris, here? Do what I say. Uh, I agree with Chris. Wow. Disturbing. And on this creepy note, I think we're going to wrap up the mini... I think we're going to wrap up the mini Van Dad soccer pod, which we can be found at, at mini Van Dad pod. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pat keeps playing that because he can't say the words to the song that he used to sing to that uh, in public. <laughs> no, and I, and I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. We, we've been—it's almost an hour and a half in. I think we're gonna. Uh, yeah, we need to be done. We're gonna leave that one for another day. Um, so to sum things up, we did kind of touch on some of the high points and low points we thought of 2019, and Pat has been begging us, begging me to do this, and we will do this next week because it'll probably be our last show for 2019. At least as a group, it will be our Pat's, last show of the decade. The last show, our the for the three of us, the last show of the decade. So we're going to wrap up 2019 next Wednesday when we record with a, re- a recap of. The decade, best, worst, everything in between, using the using the criteria that only we can use, which is absolutely none whatsoever. Whatever we decide at that time, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be. So, if you have things definitely that you think we need to touch on for the best, worst of the decade, or things we, you want us to discuss Ooh. at Mini Van Dad Pod, definitely yeah. or 
Definitely best get those things out of the decade. Best uh, moment of the decade. Best jersey of the decade. Best player of the decade. Whatever it may be. If you something you think best of, worst of the decade, you think we you want to hear what we have to take have to say about these things at Minivan Dab Pod. Definitely send those out. We're gonna do the show probably same time this this time next week. So next Wednesday night, have those out to us. We'll definitely chime in on them. Probably have an opinion or two because we seem to have those. So on that note, let's wrap the show up. Pat, now that you're hat, now that you're back, any final thoughts for this week? I just want to point out that if you want a wonderful gift uh, for the new decade, 2020, for your friend who loves the uh, Minivan Dad Soccer uh, podcast, whatever it's called, what is this show called? Minivan Dad uh, Soccer Pod. You could, in theory, go to bonfire.com slash Minivan Dad and order yourself Minivan Dad t-shirt, but... You oh, must act fast. It is their only live until shirt. Christmas Eve night. You can't buy them on Christmas. <laughs> and for and, <laughs> and conspiracy, Chris, glad to have you back. You got any final thoughts for this week? Uh, no, you're done. And on that note, we'll do the best of the decade, best worst, and anything else in between of the decade next week at Mini Van Dab Pod is for for me. Um, Chris can be at Fine Tooth Combs at Chris D Combs, I guess. Um, He's, he's on Snapchat. If, he is on Snapchat if you know where to find him. If you know where to find him, he is on Snapchat. And identities. He does. And Pat, you only have one at Patrick McCraney. Um, as far as I know. As far as I know, yeah. And on that note, I, I, I'm going to agree with Chris, and you're done. <laughs>